bought this truck and um i did all my authority and everything and i ain't have no money i had no money for fuel man and i was like man how, how am i gonna run because i was broke oh i'm passing through the wave like a jet ski i'm just trying to live little mama don't text me watching from afar like a star this the best seat i'm just trying to win when i swim this the best seat i got them all uncomfortable though they say i'm arrogant i thought that i was What's up, people? Welcome back to Pro Hall TV Podcast. Today, I'm with my guy, Kevin, owner of K Maurice Trucking and also the inventor of Commercial Door Lock. So, Kevin, what's up, man? I see you out there working now. <laughs> always in the grind. Always in the grind. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Where you at? What, what time zone you in? I'm in Atlanta. I'm in Georgia, so I'm on Eastern time. Okay. My parents live right there in uh in Buford. My people from Columbus, Georgia. I know exactly so, where it is. That's pretty solid. Daddy from Alabama. Mama from right. out that way. Uh, what what uh, what truck are you in right now? I see you in something. Yeah, I'm in my tow truck. <clears throat> okay, so who so it tow truck? I've been seeing that pop up on social media uh, a little bit lately. So tow truck along with the commercial door lock. Because when I seen you on IG, I only thought it was the product. But briefly before we got to know it, right? So so initially, uh, I I started tow trucks back in 2000. And I want to say nine. And then from there, I jumped into the big, the big rig, and I started that in 2014. And then, uh, you know, just keeping it going. Then I, I invented commercial door lock because of the truck driver safety, you know, and I drive myself. Okay. You know, all right, let's all right, let's go back there. You are from uh, where are you from? You from Atlanta area? Nah, I'm from Philly, born and raised. <laughs> I mean, how you feel about that Super Bowl? Ah, you know, I was disappointed, but you know, we'll come back. <laughs> yeah, you know I was in the league, right? You did you ever see that on on IG? No, I, honestly, man, I, I don't do social media like that, man. I okay. I'm too busy, you know. But you know that's what's up, man. Yeah, no, I was a I actually was a division rival with the red. Well, back then the Redskins, the Commanders. Now I hate the name, but okay, it was fun, man. We uh and we had Deshaun Jackson too after he left okay. the league. Nice. And so my cousin's in the league right now. My cousin, he's playing for the Saints. He's uh he's been there. I think his fourth year now. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Cesar Ruiz, number 51, the right guard. <laughs> okay. I started with the Saints. I'm from Louisiana, and um, right. they picked me up as an undrafted free agent. But I never put them on any list because I was, I was only there during the, uh, during the off or what, OTAs and stuff. Man, it, was, it was rough. They had me thinking I wasn't cut out for the league, but oh, I had been a good five years in there. But now, that's what's saying, man. So, so from Philly, did you start the uh, – tow trucking in philly or when did you start trucking yeah i started my tow truck in philly um i did that and then i like i said i jumped to big rigs in 2014 and I, i've done that since 2014 so I, i've been doing both you know okay bet, bet. what'd you do so at about what age was it that you got into trucking and what were you doing before that <laughs> i want to say uh trucking a tow truck tow truck tow truck Toad trucking, I was maybe 27, 26 when I did that. And um, prior to that, um, I owned like auto garages, the properties and stuff like that. So I was always, you know, all those different things. Dang, what what sparked that uh that entrepreneurial spirit in you so early? Man, just just seeing my mom struggle, man. I, I ain't wired to struggle, so you know, I was trying to do what I can to help. Okay, so auto garage now. You jump into tow truck and what made you? And painting. I own a painting company too. <clears throat> oh man, I see why y'all do social media. You've been a grinder. 
Yeah, I thought I was doing a little something. I ain't got nothing on you. Uh, like a Jamaican, man. Like a Jamaican when it comes to work. No, you're knocking it out, man. You're knocking it out. So what made you, I'm sure an opportunity presented itself with the tow truck. What made you hop into that? Um, To be honest, I have a friend. He's younger than me. He was doing tow truck. And um, I just took interest in it and just, you know, went to the auction and bought my first tow truck and did it from there, you know? So, man, that's a that's a process that I get a lot of questions about the auction, and we have gotten equipment from the auction. However, I wasn't the person actually orchestrating that transaction. Right. What, like, when you go to an auction, what does that usually look like for? Well, for well, at Philly, at Philly, we have a PPE auction. I don't know if you ever see parking wars at Philly, but as they take people with trucks and cars, and and they they if you don't come get them, they auction it off. So basically, they started bid at a certain uh, number and then bid from there. Sometimes they had the key, you could open the truck, car, and see it. Sometimes they don't, you know, but you can't start it up. So you just got to take a chance on it, you know? Oh, okay. So parking wars, something like storage wars, then, right? Yeah, something like that. Okay, cool, cool. So you did the tow trucks. And well, you're still doing the tow trucks. Right. 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 Now, and then you got into the semi space from the tow truck. What made you make that? <laughs> well, I went to school. Man. I went to school for computers and um, ITT Tech at the time. And uh, it was it was a gentleman there. His brother was doing big rigs, and um, he was telling me how much money he was making. I'm like, no, it can't be right. And he was right. So that's what got me too. I heard the numbers because I went from football, jumped into trucking. Right. Heard the numbers. I didn't know the expense side though. At the time, oh yes. So that was that would caught me off guard, and uh, oh yeah, messed my plan up. So when you um, when you got interested in the semi space, what did you do with the tow? Well, so for, first with the tow truck company, did you just start that as your own business off top, or yeah, start so, 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 no, I started off top by myself. Okay. Um, I, I started off top. I, I hired the driver because I was too busy at the time to to, to, to run it. But I, you know, I, I've told. You know, when I had a times or whatever, but um, I did that, and then I moved to Georgia. I moved to Georgia, I want to say 2013, and I went to school. So I kind of like left the tow truck behind for a while to, to do something different. And then, um, like I said, I jumped in from from there because somebody told me about the numbers. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, so you get in the semi. What route did you take when it came to equipment? Like, how'd you get your truck? A trailer and desired how you gonna operate. So, so, so initially, you know, you got to run for a company for a certain amount of time. You no, know, because I went, I went to Swift School. Swift, um, I, I did there for about six, seven months, and then I actually bought my first truck from Penske. So, okay. um, my, my first truck was a 2010 Freightliner. I never forget. It, it gave me so much trouble, man. Um, but I bought my first truck from Penske, and I leased it onto uh, what was that company? Um, CRST. At least on the CRST, and I did that for about five months, and then um, I jumped around uh, for a few years, like at least going to different companies just to try to like figure stuff out. Right. And then once I, once I figured it out, got it was over. <laughs> you got your uh, so when you figured it out, you got your own MC and everything like that. OMC on authority, all that good stuff. And what I did was I um, I got my truck from Snyder, brand new, and um, we're going from there. What, and you bought it from Snyder? How does that work? Finances. So, uh, with Snyder, they have a program. Um, 
it depends on how you want to do it. But what I did was, um, so all my trucks are new. I bought, I bought 2022 trucks and 2021. So and before and then I had other trucks. No, I had 2016, 2015, but I went new. Uh, when I went new, I did that because they have warranties, you know? So when they have warranties, it, you have less expenses to come off the maintenance. So, um, no, with the truck, I had bought like the premium truck. So I, I dropped down a certain amount of money and that was a waiting list. So once the waiting list was up, I got my truck and went from there. Okay. No, nah, dang, that's cool. So your your process of leasing on, you bought your truck and then lease on to other companies. Is that a, a path you would suggest for people to do? Or yep, if you don't if you don't know the business, I suggest that. I suggest that because you need to learn the process. I mean, everything's a process, you know. If you just like to be honest, right now, I think it's saturated because people are just jumping in and not understanding the business and the politics of trucking. And, you know, the rates are low because, you know, somebody just jump in, they say low board, oh, this might be a good low, but it's not paying nothing because you don't really know and understand the rates, you know. No, so right. I think you should, I should, I think you should get in, lease the one, learn, and then, you know, take the, to, that path to, to get your own authority. Because no. it's not, it's not cheap to start. It's not cheap to start at all with your own authority. You got to, you got to worry about your authority, the shorns, the truck, um, the BOC3, the UCR. It's like a lot. Right. All, all those stuff. That's, that's how I kind of got in. I just jumped in. I think I caught the wave before everybody started getting in. Cause I was right. 2018. And I've transitioned out the league, but I jumped in and man, I was caught off guard with all of the, I just heard the numbers. I just want the money and I was caught off guard with all of the, the paperwork, all the regulations and everything like that. So had I done it again, I also got started in hotshot, not semi. So it was a little different, but, uh, had I done it again, I probably, I probably would go that route to lease on somewhere that way you can learn everything. So when you start, you, you know, got that, that much less, uh, learning curve to go okay no nah, that's dope so with the new trucks and the warranty have you ever had to buy like a warranty for one of your older trucks or did did uh so so my older truck well i had, I had a 2015 and i had three of them so the warranties go i i think it's extended warranties but it's like a lot so um they kept breaking down kept breaking down i put maybe 20 grand into one truck i had to get the injury bill then tires kept blowing um it was just the uh the pedal went so it looked like a sensor with the pedal. I had to buy a new pedal. It was like a lot, man. So that's when I I, I went brand new because just dumping money into the truck, you lose the money. No, so I remember just I went brand new, and uh, I mean don't get me wrong, I still had issues with a new truck. And what I mean by that is still got tires and that you know, new trucks you might still have issues because one of my new trucks I still had an issue. Um, I had paying for uh brakes and rotors because it was a default and something so. Um, some, some stuff was covered at the warranty, but some stuff wasn't. So, yes, that's, that's my thoughts with the extended warranty. Cause we've had a few of them, but it seemed like every time we would go to try to use it, that right. like it was something around the major problem. It was like, oh, yeah. the harness is covered, but not the actual yeah. whatever yeah. death system yeah. or something like that. I was like, golly, y'all done got five, six K out of me. And I'm gonna give you an example. Covered. My, my new 2020 truck, I had it for over a year now. Right. So. The wheel was wobbling, and uh, we took it to the shop so many times they couldn't find the issue. With it. They said it was a harness, it was ABS sensor. Um, Three hundred thousand miles, I hit. I took it in. They said the the um, I think they said the axle was broke, or whatever, and it didn't cover it because I went over that three hundred mile mark. 
And I was like, I bring this to this shop over a year, well, almost a year. And y'all just now finding it once the warranty uh, went out. Yeah, that was a lot, man. <laughs> conveniently, conveniently for good. Yeah. Uh, every everything is stacked up against us though. Not just not just in the warranty. Oh, yeah. Just everything in the, everything across the country is stacked up against us. It seems like I agree. And we're starting to see it more and more. It's getting getting very transparent out here now. Right, right, right. Bold. So you got you go to buy your shirt from Snyder. You getting the new trucks. What does that transition to getting your own MC and DLT look like? Well, I already had the, my MC and DLT prior to um, Snyder. Okay. So, so I when I, so to get it, let me see. I I, I think I paid seven hundred for my MC and DLT, and my UCO. All the paperwork that I needed was in that included that seven hundred. Um, I had to wait about three weeks to get insurance because if I got it right away, and uh, my my authority wasn't active, I would have to have a payment coming up for my insurance. So I waited that three weeks. Once I waited that three weeks, I activated my insurance, and then I was ready to roll. Okay, cool. So, did you go through a uh, like a third party service to get you set up, or you did it all yourself? Yeah, I went to the, I think TBS. I think it's uh, Truck and Book Service. Uh, they set up uh, my authority and everything up, um, and then I was good from there. No, it's they said some book bookkeeping TV. I can't remember the name. It was so long ago. Yeah, but it was it was one of those services that'll yeah. get you right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now. Did, with the tow truck, you kept that still going as well, right? Or did you park that completely? No, I, I parked it for a while. I just, I just jumped back into it maybe a few months back. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. So when you got in the semis, were you the driver or did you hire for that as well? No, I was the driver. I drove for a long time. I drove for maybe five, six years. Then um, I hired on a friend. We ran teams and then, you know, more trucks and put people in those trucks and then I, I was like, man, I'm tired, man. I've been running so long, I just dumped out. Teams, let's talk about that. So we've right. never ran teams in my in my uh, in my fleet. We've always had the mid roofs, and it was flatbed, right? So now my imagination in the team, you got that <laughs> confined space. What is team driving actually like? It depends. I'm gonna tell you why. Um, I ran teams twice. I ran teams with a real good friend, and um, he was he was cool. You know, I didn't have any issues, but I ran I ran with my other friend, and he didn't want to run like I ran. You know, he wanted to sleep, and and then we have a we have somewhere to be. So you know, I, and that didn't work out pretty good. So I uh, so the work ethic wasn't there when it comes to to sharing that such small space with somebody because I had I had roommates in college and it was small so I can only imagine in a truck like how do you manage your organization versus theirs and the cleanliness like do y'all have that discussion up front or so so I'm playing I, I like to keep stuff neat right so we don't have a lot of stuff on the truck um we keep our trash bag on our on our passenger side where the seatbelt go for your trash um, he have a sleeping bag. I have my sleeping bag. We alternate. You know, when it's time for me to drive, he gets down, put put my sleeping bag up, put his down, and vice versa. You know, like okay. it was pretty cool. Like, like we didn't have any issues at all. Y'all had a little no, Yeah. So, but my other friend, it was he was just a little different, a little junky, <laughs> and I can tell you, man. No, I feel that. I feel that. I couldn't imagine a team. And then, in y'all's case, y'all probably was in the same area. But for some people. Your team driver may live in Florida. You might live in Texas. It could be a whole little, little yeah, so, trying to get so, 
So one of my friends, the first one that was, no, was, we had a handle ice cream. He lived in Cali. So um, he would fly to Cali or I would go get him. Over. No, it would just kind of depend on how it went, you know. So I would drop him off, keep going, and then come back. So, you know. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. And, and the second one, he lived in Georgia, too, so it didn't really matter, you know. So that was a smooth a smooth operation there. Yeah. Okay, bet, bet. So when y'all when you got rolling as a driver, what type of freight were you pulling when you got started? Um, but I got on authority. Uh, well, company and then, or well, Lisa one, and then when you uh, on authority. So, so Lisa on, I ran, uh, I ran the drive in at Reefer. I didn't really, really like Reefer because the times are, are like super early, like two, three in the morning. Then you'll be there all day. Um, with drive in, I ran everything. So I, I jumped on a little board immediately and I started running plywood. I started running food. I started running clothes. I started running you named I did it. Okay, but have you ever done flatbed? No, never done flatbed. Man, it's a rough. That's all we ever did. We had a couple of drive-ins, which was smooth, but the times are kind of like what you're saying, Reefer. The times are so thrown off that the way we dispatched, it kind of messed us up. We had some, even with drive-in, we had some late deliveries. I say our pickups was usually pretty, pretty good right. with the windows. So, uh, but that Reefer, I be hearing that about Reefer that you waiting eight, 10 hours to get unloaded or loaded yep. and that line be long. Did that affect, how did reefer and your ELD work together? Did that affect it a lot? Um, so, so when I ran reefer, this is what I did. I, um, I ran it for Walmart, right? So it was pretty easy because I, I ran nights. So I would pick up, let's say in Indiana, right? And I had four stops. So let's say I had to, um, go to gas city. I had to go to three stops in Chicago. So, you know, I'll be done maybe by four or five in the morning. You know, that was easy. Now, when I ran for, when I signed on to, uh, I'm trying to think, what was it? Oh, uh, Hershbach. Hershbach was a little different, man. Like, that didn't work out. That's why I got away from Hershbach and then went to uh, Walmart because it was pretty easy. But Hershbach, man, you'll be there all day. Chicken plant, um, Smith, I think it's Smith, whatever they do with the beef and the cows. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, the, the chicken farm, the chicken uh, plant and all that, it was just a lot, man. I just, I couldn't do it, man. <laughs> I man, do nah, it. That, that road definitely where you I felt, really, I parked, I parked my hot shot because uh, COVID. Cinco de Mayo, I think, and it, the low board just got terrible. And so I went ahead and parked, and then when we got back rolling, I had a driver get going because I started doing some things around here in Dallas. And, yeah. But I was tired, man. And then, like, like we were talking about earlier, having kids and stuff like that, man. It could it could definitely could weigh on you. So, yeah. But some people twenty year plus over the road drivers. And I don't see how they do it, but they got my respect. Yeah, so that's a crazy. No, believe, believe believe it or not, believe it or not. Um, I made a lot of money during COVID. Um, when I first started driving and speaking on kids, that was hard because I, I raised my kids alone by myself. So it was hard, man, trying to Dang. drive trucks. And, and you know, I got three boys. They're grown now, but it was hard, man. It was real hard, but I made it happen. No, nah, three boys, you gotta. You definitely got to be there. You got to yeah. punch them in their chest sometimes and make them, make them act right. I, no, my boy is my baby, though. Believe it or not, my kids, they were good kids, man. I, I, my middle son was like, like the oldest, you know what I mean? He kept everything in lines, though. So I didn't even have issues. And when I got in high school, I just put the oldest in the car, then he was driving back and forth to school. So, you know, I didn't have any issues. Pretty smooth. Yeah, I didn't have no issues. Yeah, I got a, uh, my boy just turned one. Got two girls older than an eight year old and a four year old, but 
I'm like, the way my little boy acting now, he got a little, he be having a little attitudes at one. I'm like, all right, daddy, yeah. we're going to see where this goes when you get 13, 14. Yeah, see, my kids in their 20s now, man. So, you know, they, they do it all day. Man, how old are you? 41. For, man, you look like you in your 20s. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just turned, I just turned 30, man. I, uh, I was in my twenties and I hang around a lot of older folks and I was, they always be like, man, you in your twenties. Now I'm 30. They just, you want us now. God. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was too. Hung around a lot of older people. That's where I got the game from. I'm not really working for nobody, man. Just having that mind thought, that mindset, you know, also trying to take care of my mind too, but I didn't never want to work for anybody, man. I just never wanted to. Oh, that's, yeah, that's my thing too. I, I, and I think football probably plays a role in that because Although you work for the team, it's kind of like you, you're yeah. you your own boss because you have to handle your space. However, I know you come in a, with a team to to achieve a common goal, but when it's over, you can't just go work at Amazon. You know what I'm saying? It just don't it don't fit right. And so, I always been on the grind trying to make sure I could do what you're saying, work for yourself. All right, so so you getting those years in and trucking. Now, how do we get to? Uh, commercial door lock. Okay, so you know, I'm driving and um, I was I, I think I was in uh, um Nevada, right? And um, I pulled in with the guy I was telling you about earlier. I pull in and a, and a guy across from us. We saw him pull in. So during the night, somebody broke into his truck and robbed him. And um, I was like, man, you know what? And this was maybe three, four years ago. And I was like, man, you know what? Just thinking of ways to like protect the truck drivers. Just thinking of things. So like two years go by, I was like, I got it. I was like, a door lock, safety. <laughs> and uh, I just put it together. I put it I put it in my head because that was like my second invention. Actually, that was, I had another one before that. So I was like, man, I got it. So I started focusing on the commercial door lock. And I, I reached out to this company and he helped me bring my thoughts to light. And then uh, it's went from there. Man, what was your uh, commercial door lock? Definitely, definitely needed some of the stories I heard, especially what St. Louis, Chicago. Yeah, I think it's a few places that's known to be a little dangerous for right. truck drivers. What was your first invention, though? So it was, uh, you know, truck drivers don't like to get out in the truck in the cold or in the hot, the heat, and you know, once we finish the shift, you don't want to get out. So it was like a, a mini treadmill for the inside of the truck. You know, you can work out, walk, and do your uh, your cables and stuff. That was my first invention, man. Oh, dang, that's pretty dope. That's pretty yeah. dope. Is that still is that still around? No, I I never went through with it because I came up with the door lock, and then uh, I just put that to the back burner. Door lock, well, door lock probably easier to manufacture too. Get a lot, yeah. it's a lot more bang for your buck. How has uh how has the door lock business been as far as being somebody with a product? How are you marketing marketing it? So, and how it is, so sales are pretty good. I, I probably sold a thousand. I think I released it back in January, December or January, and I, I've done over a thousand units so far. Um, for marketing, I have I reached out to big influencers and they market for me. You know, I pay them, and that's how I'll, I'll get it out there. That's the way to go. You said you're yeah. a social media person, so you definitely. Got to leverage those influencers. Yeah, I'm too busy, man. I got everything going on. <laughs> so for the for the people on here, what is the price for them to get a commercial door lock? So the price is one twenty nine ninety nine. 
And it comes with free shipping. Free shipping. Free shipping. What is it? Uh, what's it made out of? It's made out of steel and uh, PVC. So the uh, the metal part where you know it goes in and out. It's steel. Matter of fact, hold on. I got one right here. Perfect. <laughs> so as you can see, it's for the women, the paint one. Mm -hmm. So all, all all this is steel, right? Steel and metal. And then the handles here is made out of PVC. Okay, dope. And so when it when it address what is it just like retractable? You have to retractable, go in and out, so you can adjust it. it has a key to go to it. Um, here, so as you can see here, the key goes in here, and every key, every every lock has its own key, so nothing is universal. And another reason why I invented this is because when well, I least on to um, Western Express, right, their whole fleet have one key. So anybody who get fired and go, even like the newer, like the freeloaders, if I have a key, it might open your door. You know what I mean? Right. And then a lot of people don't know that 40% of crimes is against truck drivers that's considered rape, death, you know, robbery. So that's another reason why I invented it. So we have a lot of women truck drivers out here now. So, you know, now the other day, I, it was uh women, women in trucking. I've seen a lot of people posting women in trucking and I mean, women are getting in more and more, and to see that, I didn't even think about it before we got on, but a product like that, especially with all of, you know, not just truck right. drivers, but you just people are weird these days, yeah. and it's it's crazy out here. So definitely a product. Uh, we, we should keep pushing for sure. I'm gonna definitely keep pushing it because everybody needs it. Folks get robbed. I, I was at a truck stop. I didn't see it happening, but a couple rows back. When I got there, dude was like, man, try to park on the front closest to the yeah. And that's my first experience. I'm like, why? Because like, if you go park back there, you might get robbed. And sure enough, yeah. that morning, somebody woke up complaining, you know, uh, following the complaint. Yeah. They had got robbed. <clears throat> so, all right, definitely. We're going to have to have people. I'm going to keep pushing it for you because I appreciate it. until you hit me, I hadn't heard of it and I hadn't even thought about it. I, all I ever seen was people tying their, their seat, belt. Uh, seat belt to the thing. Yeah. But the thing there was some people was getting in and cutting the seat belt. Yeah, that's right. You know, folks get yeah. determined. So yeah. that's still a PVC locked in for sure. That's right. You ain't going nowhere. Nobody's good. And it was, there's 180 pounds of pressure. Mm, I'm a big guy and I don't know if I could even apply that. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So definitely everybody who, who watches this and we'll clip it up too, but uh, make sure you lock in, provide it. It could be a, a gift, you know what I'm saying? A gift for somebody who may not be trucking, but somebody you know is trucking. Make sure you tap in with Kevin at Commercial Door Lock. And uh, let's boost that business because definitely one that needs that's needed. That's right. Okay, that's right. Bet, bet, man. Now that's dope. So will it will it fit in a high shot? Yeah. It, so if I don't remember if you can see this, but you see the the handles here. Yeah. So it goes to start the handles like this. Ah, uh, I see. So if it's in, you see. Yep. So locked in there. So it go if it's in high shot, it fits in uh, box trucks, uh, most commercial vehicles, tow trucks. Um, I want to say uh, Sprinter vans, some Sprinter vans. So yeah. it fits in a lot of a lot of trucks and vans, you know. So they'll pretty much be able to know if they got that handled and they're good to go. And it, it, it extends, I think, seven feet long. You can adjust it down to three feet, four feet. Okay, okay, but yeah. but now that's dope. That's real dope. Um, cool. So you got you got it with you, obviously. So you're using it now. You got your you're in your tow truck right now. You still have those semis running. Where? How do you operate those? 
I operate off the low board. Oh, I free broker too. So <laughs> I do I do have a few uh, uh direct shippers I do it. So my, my, my free broker is GDW Logistics. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this guy this guy has it all. <laughs> no, so you what made you start the free brokerage? Um I do wanted to cut out the middleman. So yeah. I, I was running I was running this low from Eastern PA to uh Cali, right? And it was paying like like seven grand um per load. So it would only be like like two or three pallets and I would get like three or four loads on on that mm -hmm. to my on my flat my, my truck. So that was like twenty something thousand dollars. I said, man, maybe if I can cut out the middleman and they wanna to talk to me. I had to you know, you have to be a, a broker. So, you know, my mom passed away like a year and a half ago and I named it after her. So, um I started, you know, doing a free bull brand. Okay, cool. Now, how has it been, uh, your experience with getting those direct shippers? It's been hard. It's yeah. been hard. You have to make a lot of calls. And even though I ran loads for these people and you tell them, you know, they might have somebody else they're doing business with, you know, and they might have a contract, a uh, uh, five, six, contract, you know, it's hard. But once you get in, you get in. Yeah, nah, that's the experience I, I ran into, too. On the carrier side, Not we didn't form a brokerage, but guys was like yeah i got companies i work with but you know try back next next january i was like god yeah. so, I mean, when it comes to uh comes to stuff like that with getting brokers that's damn near sales like you got to kind of have a, a sales right. type of conversation so i hired i hired so like i said I, that walmart contract right i hired i hired my my ex dispatch coming mm -hmm. to uh make the calls for me because that's what she do and um She's been she been successful, you know, because I, I me trying to make the calls, it wasn't working. <laughs> Man, no, nah, that's another that's another thing about women. They get the job done. I don't know if it's the oh yeah the the voice or what, but like my my wife she got a lot more stuff done for us than me, and right. I think they're a little bit more persistent. I'm like I'm black and white. If it ain't working, all right, well I'll holler at you later. I'm, right. You know, I, I want to say that because I I don't like to give up, man. I like to just keep pushing, like. I think that's why I got where I met because I don't like to give up, man. Yeah. Now I can accept, I can accept failure. I just can't accept not trying, man. Facts. No, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Fail. Thing about failure is, and you know for sure because you've been an entrepreneur for a long time, but you go you you're failing your way up no matter what it is. Yeah. Only way you really fail is if you just completely like it's over. I'm gonna I'm gonna my you thumbs know, up. I bet the house for me, man. Uh, People used to tell me, man, why are you putting all your eggs in one basket? I feel like because if I put my eggs in one basket, I'm going to see the reward, a bigger reward at the end, and then I'll focus on something else. Like that's how I always been, man. Man, that, that uh, that's a good point because I used to get into the point where I'm trying to do too many things, and I realize nothing's getting done. Whereas if I focus three months on this, I could have a lot more done, be making money there, then I could focus on another three months. Now we twelve months in, and I got pieces of all these projects knocked out I'm, I'm gonna tell you a story about when i first started trucking right i um i took i took everything i had to buy my truck i think it was like a, the 2015 40 mile right i think i had like 20 grand man I, I bought this truck and um i did all my authority and everything and i ain't have no money i had no money for fuel man and i was like man how, how am i gonna run Love called me, man. Love called me and said, we could um, factor your loads and we could do your fuel for you, you know, get a $2,500 line of credit. And that's how I got my first load with fuel. And, and the next day I got money and I was like, I was nothing but God, man, because 
I was broke. <laughs> I, I took the house. I took I took everything I had in it and put it into the trucking man, and and you know, God looked out for me. Nah, yeah, that that's definitely a uh, that's definitely yeah. a God God moment right there. And so many people get into trucking in that in that same way, and it's not their fault because it's kind of like you don't know that it's going to take all this money, and then fuel is one charge that I think a lot of people underestimate. Right. And so definitely having that, even myself having a certain reserve set aside is right. very necessary because you you don't know, especially in semis, you don't know when they're gonna break down. They could break down yeah. right off the lot. And and the reason why I, I would love because they give a, a line of credit, but you can also for as fuel, but you can also get repairs done too, and they'll take it out of your settlement. So I factor through loves. And I, I live by loves, man. I, I factor to them whatever problems and issues I have with my truck. I'll take it in, they'll fix it, they'll take it out myself, my settlements, and then, you know, go from there. Well, you still factor with loves right now? Yeah, I still factor with loves. Okay, I haven't heard that, heard a lot of people using loves. You're only the second person I heard using that. What is factoring with loves like? So, um, all right, let's give me an example. Say like, um, I get a little yesterday, right? And I dropped today before known. I still get paid today. They take 3.5% out and with and, and a fuel, and you know they pay me the same day. I, I like it, man. I never had no issues with loves. Like I said, I got the the fuel. I get twenty one percent, twenty one cent discount on the fuel. Um, then I get you know my tires and everything. So, you know they come out roadside. You know and they just charge it to my account. I, I like it. I love it. So are there some? Are there? I'm sure there are discounts there when it comes to the roadside and all that stuff. Tire discounts and all of that. Right. 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 Okay. Cool. So with the fuel part, so you factor your load. How do they determine how much they're going to take out of that settlement for fuel? So, so I don't know how they calculate it, but say like I, I run $500 worth of fuel up. So they take 21 cents per gallon out of that, out of the gallons that I made that I ran up and then give me the difference. So you don't see that the pump. You see it when you get the settlement back. Okay. Okay. Got you. So you're, you're paying up front on the fuel card. Right. So then you have to pay the, fuel card amount though still just minus that 21 cent right so you whatever the fuel is minus the 21 cent per gallon you'll get the, the difference and then and and you know the rest of your settlement whatever right. brand <laughs> okay cool cool all right now that's so, so wait wait let me backtrack they take 3.5 percent out of the load of the load and and then they take uh the 21 i mean the, the fuel out and then you get the difference now if you want to get paid the same day it's like an extra 12 dollar wire fee but if you want to get it the next day it's free Okay, so but they are so you don't have to pay a separate fuel bill. They're taking it out of the settlement. Correct. Got Correct. you. So they're just making sure they get their money up front, and then, but right. that takes a, a burden off of you of having to pay a separate fuel bill. Right. Fact. Now, now I, I do have an account, a fuel account with uh, Flying J, the actual account. So what they do is in the beginning, they'll take it out of your bank account, right? So if you run up five hundred, like the first two days, they'll take it out. Now once you go to report, they'll take it out at the end of the week. Right, yeah, we had uh, but it's no benefit, it's no benefits. You might get per, except for, for a gallon out, but you don't get the benefits like gloves, you know. Facts, yeah, yeah, we was getting they said up to 21 cent, but it was like right. 10 cent. Then I started using one called um TCS, but you you had to preload it, so you had to load it up with like Western Union, get all these fees, but it was yeah. big discounts. It only worked at toys and petros, though, but the discounts would be like 70 cent, a dollar off sometimes. Nice. But but you probably using that to load it up. But uh, right. 
Now that's what's up, loves. I'm gonna have to do some research on that. That might be uh, useful for a lot of a lot of folks out there. Yeah, man. I like. I love my loves, man. I, I never had any issues, man. You know, they they'll come. You know, wherever you are, if you can make it to them, or you know, they'll always look out for you. And then charge you to the account, like I said. Yeah. Like, like even if you get a twenty five dollar credit line, like I had to get bricks and rollers, and it was like ten grand. And they charged the ten grand to my account. Did they uh, spread that payment up over time? Okay. Well, wow, that's so, so 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 every every settlement you run, they'll take. I think it's like six hundred dollars out. Until it adds up. Oh, that's smooth. That's smooth. Yeah. Definitely streamlining the streamlining that process. So you run you and your your tow truck. How many? What what does your fleet of everything look like right now? Uh, a couple of tow trucks and like five rigs. Five rigs. They all run in drive in. All drive in. And do you do you dispatch them at all, or do you have that outsourced? I do everything. Yeah. <laughs> Out the dump truck. You know, why, you know why, man? I feel like I feel like why well, I pay somebody for something I can do. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I agree. It's a, unless you don't have the time, but if you have the time, save that that no, percentage. If a driver call me, I pull over wherever I'm at. I jump on the little board, find find a little, and then I will call the broker and I, I email it to them, and you know, we push. Nah, that's pretty smart. So kind of recon, you know, that low board has been looking iffy. What has this kind of market looked like for you in the drive-in arena? The same way it's been looking for you. <laughs> it sucks, man. Some some of my old customers, I, I keep the same rapport. So, you know, like I'm going somewhere and, and I had the same price, they'll keep, they'll, you know, give me the same rate. So. No, so it's my dirt. It's been, it's been, it's been, it sucks. The directs is where, uh, where to bang for the best for sure. Oh yeah. Now, that's crazy. I don't know when we're gonna see a turnaround, but hopefully it's soon. But that's what kind of why I wanted to do these uh, these interviews to really get everybody's experience because yeah. of what you say, everybody's jumping in and we up and in based off of the high side these, of the truck. These trucking gurus, man, it's these trucking oh, gurus, they, they they try to put everybody in and, and nothing against them. It's nothing against them. Mm -hmm. But they they're kind of steering people in the wrong direction. That, right. that, that has never that has never done trucking. Facts. Facts. No, I agree. I agree. Um, definitely, you know, not against anybody getting their coins, but you got to show the good and the bad because a lot of people are risking it all to jump in based off of what you said. You said I was going to make this. You never told me that this truck could break down on, on day one. And I had a conversation yeah. yesterday, dude. Said he never logged a mile because he bought a truck. It broke down. He couldn't afford to fix it after getting everything else started. So it was like, you you know, you, you got help for getting in this industry, and then boom, it's over there. Don't 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 get me wrong. My truck that has broke down. I had to leave him. I, I couldn't afford it to take care to take up you know to fix them or whatever. You know the fifteens and tens. So it, it it wasn't like it's not. I'm not saying that it was a it was a smooth road because it wasn't. It's been a rough road, but. You know, I learned how to adapt, so, you know. Yeah, and I, learned, that, I, I see, I know how to make a profit. You know, I, I no matter what, I try to make a profit. If, if it ain't making dollars, it ain't making sense to me. So I'm not going to take something out and, you know, and try to, or, I'm not going to take a low, I'm not going to take a low, and, and I know it's not going to pay just to, just to, you know, prove a point. I'm, I'm not going to do that. 
Yeah. That's what that's what people are doing now. They take a little, let's say, making a dollar twenty-five a mile going across to California. You want to spend that on fuel? Facts. You know? Facts. I think that's not think that's what's really killing us. The rates suck, but at the same time, fuel sucks too. If fuel was lower and that profit margin could stay, you know, stay in a certain range, then things would be straight. Right. But I remember this time last year, rates was up there. And I was, I guess I made so much money. I made so much money 2022 and 2021. No lie. No lie. We made a lot of money. Doing drive-in. Doing drive-in. But like I said, I also, I also was putting three or four loads in one trailer. So you're partialing now. That's, that's a, that's a big thing in hot shot and flatbeds. You were partialing it out on drive-in and that made you more money than just getting those. Right, pick, right, right, right. So is that your strategy? It, it depends, but I was doing it with, with one company. And now, now, I'm going to give you another example of what I would do. The U-Haul, the U-Boxes, they pay a lot, but it's just so many stops. Like, I'll I'll make six grand going to California, six, seven grand going to California. I even made nine grand going to Oregon. Um, But the, but it's just so many stops, man. Now, if you can afford to do that, then that's cool, too. But I got my method with that. I wouldn't recommend nobody my strategy, but, you know, you can make the money. Right, now. For every everything doesn't work for everybody for sure. Yeah. So you kind of got to get in and figure out what works for you. Oh, yeah. Now, what's a U-Box, though? I, I heard pods, pods on flatbed. That's what we call a U-Box. What is that? So the U-Box is just like, uh, you know how people go to U-Haul and put it in those boxes? Like this, the ship? Okay. It's called U-Box. So they, they're probably like, I want to say nine by five, I think. I can't, I can't, whatever the height of the, whatever the height of the trailer is by five, by five feet. Oh, so they stacking a few of those up in there. So you, you could fit nine U-boxes inside of the driver. And all of those might have different drops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's out. That's out for sure. That's that sounds rough. If the money, if the money is right to me, I'll do it. Like Warner County, they might have two two drops in the same spot, three drops in the same spot, then one maybe sixty miles away. I mean, I, you know, I've done that. Oh yeah, that's that, I mean, that's kind of like a a car hauler who has to drop off a few different spots. As long as the money makes sense, then right. It's funny when I was in the league, I got my truck shipped from Texas to Cali, and he was like two days. It's like. I, I didn't understand trucking at the time. I just was like, yeah. how's he going to get my truck there in two days? And he ended up dropping like Sacramento, came on right. down to Santa Clara where I was at. Okay. Uh, now looking back after I got in the trucking industry, I was like, okay, this is what this guy was doing. He was picking up all these different cars right. and making his drops as he went. Now, that's what's up though, man. So uh, in your experience as an entrepreneur and specifically in trucking, uh, what are some some points that you would like to give to somebody who's looking to get into the industry? Do your research. Do your research. Um, if you want to drive, I would drive first and learn the business. Um, you know, experience. Experience takes, you know, it, it beats everything. Because if you don't know, you know, you put your money in or you have somebody doing it for you that can beat you. Um, you know, just just the experience, man. That I learned from experience. Yeah. Yeah, so you saying drive for, get up under somebody else first and let them kind of 
if you want to drive first, if you want to just, you know, put a truck in there, I advise you to learn the business, learn everything you can learn before you put your money out because you're going to lose your money if you don't know what you're doing. Facts and compliance can be a big part of that. Compliance, CSA scores, um, especially if your truck is not right, man, DLT going to pull you in. They're going to give you all types of, am I not even going to get your license? They're going to get your company, a DLT number. So mm -hmm. people don't understand that too. And once you get a certain amount of uh, CSC points, um, brokers are not going to mess with you because mm -hmm. you're going to be uh, looked at as a uh, high risk. You know, the safety scores is not good. Yeah, no, that's what I was about to ask. So how has, uh, how has compliance and things looked on your end and what do you put in place to kind of make sure you can mitigate as much as possible? So I try to I try to put people in my truck that has knowledge and has the time and experience because I can't afford to have my CSA scores up because it's going to mess up my company. It's going to drive up my insurance that they get into any accidents. So I try to have people on my truck that's responsible. You know, you gotta you gotta have responsible drivers. You know, you right. gotta. How how do you weed that out though? Because everybody's a, a, a star pupil on the interview. <laughs> you want to be honest? You want to know? I try to hire. Me personal, personally, I try to hire older gentlemen or somebody just like to drive dope or they, no, their kids are grown, they don't have a wife. So I, I, all my drivers be like that. Or a team, like with a, a, a husband and wife, they love their mark. Yeah, they love criteria. Mark. I don't know if you've seen Deion Sanders talking about the criteria behind all the positions in football. Yeah, man, <laughs> I saw it, man. That's, that's what that reminded me of. Like, look, I want you to, I had one dude tell me, he said, I like my drivers to be on child support. Like, <laughs> I was like, what? What's the deal with that? He's like, because they're going to run. He's like, they're going to run for you. They're going to run hard to pay their trust for it. So, okay. Yeah. And I think it was something with uh, how they get paid, too. He had he had some method. Like, you know, child support, he paid them differently. But, uh, no, I agree. I agree for sure. Man, I got caught in the position of growing too fast, I think. We were taking yeah. it on so much. And we were taking it on as things were good. And then it right. like everything slapped us yeah. when we got too big. And so uh, – that happened to me. Yeah. That happened to me. At least on Friday. At least on Friday. At least on a box truck. And then they are, it was good. But once once they went down, they're not understanding the business. I already understand. Still was me dispatching them and me, you know, um, you know, getting good. They get they're getting good rate. But when the rates went down, they're not making the same money. They're looking at me funny, like you know. No, yeah, it, it, all the pressure goes on you. Then you got to go research, like, is it me? Like, I know it ain't me, but. Oh, no, I don't question myself. I, I never question myself. I, I, what I'll do, I, so if they lease those to me, I'll just show them. They know their rates. They see their rates. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they don't know, but they just don't understand it's a dip in the industry. So Yeah, no, for sure. That's kind of, yeah. we had some investor trucks, and they completely out the loop. They're not in, in the driver driver's seat. They don't hire the yeah. driver. We just had the truck, so we had to explain that part and uh, kind of back it up with because they didn't understand. They just knew they their check was getting lower and lower. But uh, now when it comes to that driver part, though, it's crazy out there. I had a couple guys get arrested. Mel, we, uh, child support arrest. Dude got arrested for, that's what they said, for child support. He was supposed to be in Ohio. He was, his, his ELD had already been, not his ELD, his tracker had already been having problems. But we hadn't had problems with communicating where he was until he could come and get a new tracker. The dude was arrested in Houston, so I'm calling him like, All right, he got to at least be in Memphis. He in jail. And uh, wow. we lost that load. And that broker that broker thought we were trying to steal it. 
I was like, nah, man, this just this what's going on. And, uh, I, I had an issue like that. I had an issue like that before. Um, one of my drivers had an issue. He broke down, and no contact, no communication. It was a Landstar load, and I actually I, they wouldn't let me. They won't let me rough them no more. So my driver ended up getting arrested. I was out of the country on vacation. I comes back. So I go fly to, it was, it was Arizona. I think it was Arizona. I fly to Arizona to get the, the trip. No, it was in Texas. I fly to Texas to get the truck. I catch a flight, a blowout in Arizona. It blew my death out. It blew my whole uh, fairings out, my tire and everything, no rim. And um, last I thought that, uh, you know, we was on some BS. So I, I gave them all the information of where the shop is. It was their freight line in Tucson. They gave, um, then they, they had to send somebody out to come get it. I loaded it to their trailer and then roll out because it was my old trailer. So they had to take it off my trailer, put it on their trailer. Yeah, it was a lot, man. I still got paid, but not the whole thing. Yeah. But it was just crazy. So Landstar, they all let me run for them because of that issue, man. Nah, yeah, Landstar, they, they'll cut you off quick. Nah, it's, yeah. it's wild, man. It's uh, definitely a game for people. You got to be built to endure trucking. This this type of business is unlike anything else I've ever experienced. And that mental side is deep. deep. So with entrepreneurs who are coming from other industries wanting to get into trucking, I just want them to be able to get information like this and understand like, hey, every driver I'm listening to sounds like this work or every company or carrier I'm listening to sounds like this is some serious work. And it, it may be for you, it may not be, but at least the information is out there. So that's dope. So what's some, uh, what you got planned in the future? Like what's some goals for your companies? Um, my goal is with my, just my uh, broker companies is to get more, more different shippers. Um, I don't know about the trucking company, man. It's, it's kind of like, you know, if you are now, so no money, no real money is being made. You know, like when it's, when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. Um, so with my commercial do a lot, Man, I just want to take it to the moon, man. I just want to spread the safety awareness to drivers, especially the women drivers that can, they, you know, can't really protect themselves. Uh, I want to reach out to a bunch of different uh, mega companies. Maybe they might be interested in my product. Actually, I have. And I do have the product in uh, Petro in Ontario. I have it in two stores in New Jersey, uh, two potters in New Jersey. Um, it's all over the line. It went viral a few times. So I'm pushing. Okay, cool. Well, in regards to the product, me and you will connect and uh, I don't know, I'll, we'll figure something out to be able to partner with pushing it to the audience for sure. That's dope, man. I, and I agree, man. The trucking company, like I say, you can always get in and you, you can always get back in if you park. That's what I told people. If you park it, because there's no sense in losing money this long. Right. It's been going on for, we're going on a year now that it's been right. like this stuff. I agree there, but. I have no doubts based on everything you told me that you gonna make it happen, make whatever work that you need to make work for sure. Hey, I got I got big dreams, man. I always had big dreams. That's why I'm at where I'm at now. I'm not saying I'm super rich. I'm not saying that. Yeah, but you know, I, I have visions and I just make them come come to light. You know, man, keep it up, keep it up for sure. Um, well, man, we can we'll wrap this up. I'm gonna get this out. This is a good one though. I think a lot of people need to, for one, know about the product and then uh, kind of hear your story. That's pretty dope. And we'll stay locked Appreciate in, man. Uh, it, get man. your work done out there. I'm going to tap in with you. And shoot, man, keep trucking. I appreciate you, man. You too. All right, dog. I'll holler at you. I'll talk to you, man.